Do Good Charlotte is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. There's good all around us. Let's hear about it. Welcome to Do Good Charlotte on the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. I'm Pamela Escobar. In each Do Good Charlotte podcast, you will find out who's helping, who could use a helping hand, and just how you can spread around your own good. In this episode of Do Good Charlotte, we're going to meet an advisor to the All Things Possible board and a man who has the nickname Dream Maker, Terry Hudson. All Things Possible medical fundraising supports family in life threatening medical situations who lack funds for treatments, tests, and equipment. And you may remember we met Rose Pleasant on another Do Good Charlotte podcast episode. Uh, she told us about an event that they were having before, and there's another event coming up, and that's why I wanted to share and wanted to delve into how Terry gets um, people to find their calling. I'm sure some of you who are listening have been called to do good. So Terry Hudson, welcome to Do Good Charlotte. Thank you very much. So Terry, let's talk a little bit about your background first, um, because you're involved with all things possible, but that's not where you started. So how did you get involved with them, and what's your background? Well, my background is uh, from the music industry. I used to be the vice president of an artist management company, and through that, you know, I got involved in other areas of entertainment, such as television production. I worked as an executive uh, television producer and um, worked on some motion pictures, but then also was president of a record label. So I, I had kind of an overall view of how everything worked. And I'm, I was at the television uh, studio one day, and I met Lisa and Mike Sexton, and they told me about the work that they were doing, and they were having a, a talent competition, inspirational talent competition called Exalt, so they asked me to come and be a judge for that. And I've, I've been amazed at watching that over the years, how it's grown into an incredible thing every year. For people who aren't familiar with Exalt, it's uh, a competition where it's, it's Christian music and people perform. And the prize for that is as a contract, right? Right. Um, but they, when they're going through this process, they get coaching along the way. So are you part of that? I am. Um, we After... They narrow it down to their top 10 contestants. Then we have a coaching day that those top 10 contestants come into, and I, I uh, coach the performance part of that, you know, what they're supposed to do on stage, how to interact with the audience, how to pick the right song. And that, from what I understand from Rose, that's a, an amazing event because it, it sort of brings together all the different audiences that are part of All Things Possible. So it's the families that have benefited, but it's also the donors that have given. And then uh, these, this music is so inspirational that it, from what she says, it's just an amazing experience. Did you feel the same? Well, I was amazed at how strong the artists were. When I first went in, they were good the first year. But each year after that, they've grown just more incredible every time I go. And it's, it's like going to an actual concert of multi-artists. It's not you know, like a normal local competition. It's not that at all. It's, it's a well-put-together contest, but the artists are incredible. And it's a great night of music for everybody that comes out. And you do get to interact with the families that they're helping. And you do get to meet the donors. And you find out more about the organization itself and what they're doing. I don't know a ton about what you do. Is there a difference for the type of music if you're helping someone, coaching someone who's singing Christian music versus singing some other kind of music? 
there, there are similarities. You know, the live performance thing, there are some of the same moments that they have to create in a live performance. You have a lot of the same promotional areas, social media, radio, television. But as far as the lyrics, you know, they're a lot different. And it's no different than really any other genre because there's so many different genres of Christian music and then their general market, uh, different genres. So each time you're working with an artist, it's based on whether they're country or whether they're Christian. They might be Christian country, or they might be hip-hop, or they might be Christian hip-hop. And uh, it goes on and on, jazz. So each kind of music has its own, its own market, its own fan base, and you kind of tailor it to what their audience is. How have you seen, what are some of the success stories from that? Well, I've, I've seen some artists in town, for instance, on the, the uh, Exalt contest that have ended up with incredible recordings. They're, one of the winners, Chelsea Locklear, I, I watched her go in and utilize uh, the recording that she got to uh, go in and make a great album that she actually sang every vocal on. She uh, you know, played every instrument, she wrote every song, and she actually produced it herself. Wow. And so I was really impressed with that. And, and when I went to her uh, CD release party, she actually, she had packed it out. She had done such a great job of promotion on it. And she, she has carried that, you know, uh, from when she won that contest. And this year's winner is a, a girl named uh, Lauren Celea, and she's going to be on the event that we'll be talking about a little bit later. But she's kind of like an Adele, hmm. and she, she's going to end up being a general market artist, uh, but she comes from a Christian background, and she's a big voice, and I think she's in early 20s. Um, so she's going to have a good long career. But they they just breed incredible artists Yeah. through that contest. So I'm guessing you're doing this and you're not getting paid when you're helping out these people. I'm not on a contest like this. Um, in a situation like this, it's more than just about going and judging a talent contest. With the all things possible, I believe in the cause and what they're doing, which you talked a little bit about. But I've actually been there, you know, when they're uh, delivering one of the vans to the families. And it's an incredible experience. And you see lives changed because of what they're doing. And, you know, there's no amount of money that they could pay me that would overcome that. You know, that would be better than what they're uh, having me do there. So you've been there at the, at the exchange. Yes. What, tell me about that. Well, um, when we went, the, uh, it was for a, a, a recipient named Cody. And he had a scooter. And so it wasn't a wheelchair. He, was, he actually would take a scooter around. And they were at their medical appointment. We show up, and people start gathering around, wonder what's going on, because you pull up a van that has this um, bow, you know, on the front of it. And when the family came out, they had no idea it was going to be there. They had no idea what to expect. They walk out thinking they're, you know, being handed, like, groceries, I think, or something like that. And they see this van, and to see the just how his face lit up and tears in his mother's eyes, you knew you were doing something that was impactful and you were helping somebody. And it's, it's not about us. It's, it's about the people around us. And I have found if we get out of ourselves and help other people, we stop concentrating on all the negative things that we weigh ourselves down with, you know, in our own lives. Do you give that advice to when people are up on stage, sort of get out of your head and, and focus? Absolutely, because they have stage fright. And so they're... A lot of times in the beginning, they're thinking, when I get up here, people are going to be judging me. They're not going to like the way I'm dressed, or they're going to you know, think I sing too loud, or they're not going to like the way I look. And I'm like, uh, this is a newsflash for you, maybe, but it's not about you at all. It's your music, but the reason you were given this gift 
was, so when you get in front of people, you impact their lives. You create moments for them, and you make a great night for them. So you're here for them. So concentrate and focus on them. You'll take all the pressure off yourself, and then you'll see how that they respond, and it always goes, you know, the right way. Uh, so the, the other, your nickname is Dream Maker. Yes. Uh, so where did you get that from, and how did that develop? Well, you know, I worked in the music industry a while, but uh, <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of a crazy story. But for a couple of years, uh, I became a professional wrestling character. Oh. Just as a side <laughs> thing. And in that, they were trying to think of a name, and we came up with Dream Maker. And it actually, it was uh, something that, you know, I never had intended keeping outside of that. But I went to this music uh, event in Nashville, and there was a singer-songwriter who's He's now had several number one hits, but he came up to talk to me, and he wanted a business card. And I had put Dream Maker on these business cards, and I had wondered about it. And he looks at it, and he goes, oh, Dream Maker. And I'm like, yeah, I know it sounds kind of charlatan, you know, when you're working in the music industry, Dream Maker. But here's what I do, and here's where the name came from in wrestling. And he was fascinated by that yeah. because it was a story. And every time I would go and I would see him at anything after that, he would say, hey, everybody, it's Dream Maker. So I thought, you know what, they're going to remember that better than they are Terry Hudson. And it shows that I'm not here making my dream. I'm trying to make somebody else's dream. So it lets the artist know I'm here to help you. Right. So how do you help people focus on, because you're sort of a coach too, um, and not everyone you're interacting with, I'm guessing, is is interested in doing music. No, Uh, it varies. It varies. So how do you help people... Uh, figure out their calling or well, what they want to do. The, when, when it comes to their calling, a lot of times they haven't really thought about it. It's been buried in them for a while, and they don't realize that it has to do with what they're passionate about, and they haven't sat down to write their own story and who they are. Just, you know, line it out on paper. What, what has motivated you since you were young? What are the things that kind of not only distracted you from it but put labels on you and beat you down to where you didn't think you could do it? Well, that's your calling. So let's find a you know let's find a way to it, and a lot of, of people get it mixed up when they come to me because they think I want to you know I want to be a singer and I want to be on American Idol or you know whatever the shows are at the time and I'm like singing is not for everybody. When you know you're called to sing, it's because you're listening to music in a certain way and you're passionate about it and you would do anything to be a part of that. Not just because you don't want to work you know at some specific job, and so you you help them find their true callings by this is not looking at just what excites you, but what is something that you're so passionate about that you'd be willing to walk through any pain to make it happen. Hmm. And if you have that, then you know your calling. Now I'll show you how to get to it. So you're, it's more, it sounds more than goal setting. Right. Goal setting is just part of that anyway. If you don't know your why, you can set all the goals that you want, and you'll never get there because it's more than just you know setting up uh, achievable, what you think are achievable goals, but you are capable of things that you would never even think up, mm-hmm. you know, that, that you wouldn't even put on your goal list. And when you know your why and why you want to do something, it helps you expand so much bigger than you are. And then all of a sudden you realize you're capable of more things than just that you would put on a goal list. So your goals as you go become bigger because of knowing that why. So I'm, I'm looking at the, the questions I had for you, and one of them is, what is your why? why? Why do you help? Why are you giving back? Because I know for sure, even when I was in the music industry, even when I worked in television, even really when I was going to school, 
my why was always to show people who they are and what they could do. Um, I was always encouraging of the other teammates, you know, on the wrestling team or football. I was encouraging of the recording artist. I would have them, you know, just think, a, try to think a different way than they were thinking that could get them more than what they thought they could achieve. And it was because of how I grew up as a preacher's son. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my dad would teach me things about faith. And you get distracted from it with life. And maybe that's a, a story for another day. But life beats you down. It puts labels on you. You have distractions from, you know, every end. And it can, it can bury that if you don't have an encouraging voice. I just want to be different. In, in a lot of the noise, I want to be encouraging. And, and so you, you're able to sort of do that in different ways, but one of them is you've chosen to, to give back and do it without any necessary, um, I mean, without any pay, without anything you in know, return. You money, know, money comes back in other ways. Yeah. You know, there are people that become involved in what I do just because they see me out there doing stuff. But what you do as far as your passion, you don't do just because of money. Money is a byproduct. And you, you, we live in a society of abundance. There's nothing that we can't, you know, get to. Yeah. But knowing your why and really going after that, I promise you, is way more important than just working a job for 30 years because you wanted a certain paycheck. I've always found those people to be miserable, and I learned that at a pretty young age. Yeah. Well, thank you so much so far. Um, you're listening to Terry Hudson. This is Pamela Escobar. You're listening to Do Good Charlotte. After the break, you'll hear more about how you can get involved with All Things Possible and hear more about Terry's story. How many servings of fruits and vegetables should you be eating? This is a 60-second wellness tip powered by Ortho Carolina. The magic number is five. Three servings of vegetables and two servings of fruits have been connected to lower risk of certain cancers, stroke, and heart disease. Fruits and vegetables are a great source of essential vitamins and minerals in addition to plenty of fiber to maintain a healthy gut and reduce the risk of colon cancer. And they're high in vitamin C and potassium. If five servings seems like a lot, consider starting your daily vegetables with your first meal of the day. Snack on fruits and vegetables instead of whatever your current go-to snacks are. Use vegetables as the main ingredients in other dishes like baked goods and chili, and whenever you can, get fresh vegetables, especially in the summer when they are in season. This has been your 60-second wellness tip powered by Ortho Carolina, official team physicians of the Carolina Panthers and proud sponsor of the Queen City Podcast Network. For more tips or to make an appointment, visit orthocarolina.com. Let's first talk about All Things Possible Medical Fundraising. They have a, um, a fundraiser that's coming up, a concert. Um, right. So tell me about this idea, because when I was speaking with Rose, uh, she was telling me about it and how it all just sort of came together. So what's your connection to it, and how did you help it? Well, uh, you know, I am an advisor to the board, and they came to me uh, with the idea that they wanted to work with Tommy DiCarlo, um, who has a group called DiCarlo. He's also the lead singer of the rock band Boston, which is, you know, pretty popular nationally. And she had talked to him about coming in and doing an intimate concert with, uh, he would have his son with him, Tommy Jr., who's an incredible guitarist. And when we thought about it, we thought, make it an intimate setting, kind of like would be at an open mic or your living room 
where we could also have you know some art around. You could be there with your friends, and uh, we found a great place called the Barrel Room. That's Catawba Brewing Barrel Room. That's a, they use for wedding receptions and parties. Great venue. And so with this, we added some friends. So it's an intimate evening with Tommy DiCarlo and friends. And these friends, like Lawrence Lea that we talked about, uh, she will be there. Um, and there are a couple of other artists that uh, are a mix of jazz, R&B, and rock. And they're just great artists that I knew in, you know, within the region that I pulled in for this. And so it's going to be a night to not only come out and hear great music and be with you know, great friends, and basically right under the city skyline, you know, you have that right there as well, but you're going to be contributing to an incredible cause. Yeah, so th this is a great idea um, to sort of use your talents and your gifts and to coordinate all this so it's a night for, for that will benefit this organization. Right. Uh, but I'm sure it'll be a great crowd. This event um, is going to be on Saturday, March 28th at 7 o'clock. General admission tickets are only twenty bucks um, or twenty five at the door. How do you know how you guys are doing on ticket sales at this point or anything like um, that? Doing pretty well, but it's okay. general general admission, so we're still early in the game. Okay, great. So, um, but it is very limited seating, right? So we it's do a let small, people know that, right? It's I mean, this it's is not, done to be an intimate concert, not a concert hall concert. Right, right. Uh, what are you hoping? What do you hope that people will get from that night? Uh, well, I. I know that they'll learn more about what All Things Possible does, and they'll get a real sense of how they help the families. So uh, every time I see that exposed to people, it just it, it's life-changing. But as far as that setting and that concert, it's going to be something that is just very soul-uplifting you know, and soul-stirring because you don't get to be up close and personal with artists like this and and if you want to ask questions of the artist, you can ask questions. Something that's not really, you know, done unless you go to an open mic, you know, here locally. So it'll it'll have a great feel like that. That sounds cool. And it's gonna and it's different. It's different than the the event that you guys do in the fall. Oh, that's way different. That's more of a talent competition like right. you would see on TV with four judges and you know, the audience gets to participate in the lineup there. Right. So this is professionals, Tommy DiCarlo from Boston. Right. I yeah. mean people know yeah, who that everybody is. Everybody on here um, is, is a top quality professional that's on the event. Yeah. And then the other thing that we wanted to talk about, the other stuff that you're doing that's good is called Teen Reach. So yeah. tell me about Teen Reach and what, it, what is that? I'm involved in Teen Reach. They go into the public schools and they uh, raise awareness of bullying. They raise awareness for dating violence and also self-harm. Okay. And uh, the founder has an incredible story. You should probably have her on sometime. Yeah, I'll, I will. I'll let you know about her. But one of the things that we're going to do coming up is they do an all-star game following the Hornets at Spectrum Arena for high schoolers, high school seniors. And we are uh, going to be there April 5th, and it's the Charlotte Hornets versus Atlanta Hawks game. So after that, we have that event uh, for the teens and their families. So what do you do with this organization, and how did you get involved with them? I, I advise them just like I do um, with All Things Possible. I will be speaking more in the schools this coming year. I've gone to, you know, a couple things for them. I even manned their booth at the, you know, the college and career day because that way I get to meet the parents and the students. It's, it's just, an, you know, great experience. And with this, I'll be speaking, you know, at this event. When you meet these teens, um, are they? Are you finding that a lot of them can relate with the message about about self harm or about the it, domestic violence? Yeah, right. Right now, it, those are 
I guess you would say the hot button issues. They're things that they're they're facing, and you know I I found even with bullying that a lot of times people try to reach the bullied, and they need to also reach the bully themselves mm. because what happens there is the bully can be reached, their lives can be changed because they're bullied because something is going on generally in their lives, and I've also found that sometimes if the bullied aren't handled correctly and their self esteem you know helped and repaired and and help them see their way through that that they can become bullies themselves you know, later on in life, and it, there's, there's so much, you know, that changes that. And, of course, when, when somebody uh, goes through any kind of dating violence situation, it can be a scar for life, you know, if somebody doesn't raise awareness of it and, and let them know how they can get through it and how things can change and how to prevent it. And, of course, the self-harm thing, if you look, look at the statistics, is just mind-blowing how many teens seem to have lost hope and they think that there's nothing left for them, and they leave the earth way too soon. And to me, those are callings that are not fulfilled and even further lives that they could have changed, and their life held so much more meaning than they ever knew, but they're stuck in a time you know, spot right there, and they don't know that there's going to be so many great things after that, right. that, that that they can get to if they can just get through this time. And so it's it's a really important issue to me. How do you connect with them? I mean, no offense, but you're not a teen. I'm not. I mean, uh, well, uh, Taylor Hicks was probably the only gray-haired teen that I would know of. Right. <laughs> but um, the music thing is a very, you know, good common ground with them. Yeah. Because they'll they'll know artists that I've worked with, or they they will, um, you know, be singers themselves that they will want to talk to me about, and and when they hear that how I listen to somebody's story then they want to tell me their story. And bottom line is, everybody just wants to be heard. That's what a lot of those issues are. You know, they're stemming from somebody who really wants to be heard and they want to be understood. And they know and they can trust me that I will do that. Yeah. And so this all-star event, are these kids that have gone through the program and then they, they're playing the game? Or so, how does it work? Some of those are that. Some of those, um, when they go to the, the high schools, uh, they, they're in contact with the coaches and the yeah. athletic departments. So they are able to pick, you know, the ones for the all-star games and put them on the various teams. And, of course, they bring their families, you know, there with them. And they uh, end up with scholarships for different things as well. They pick people out of that for scholarships. So it's a great event. So how do people find you? How do they find – well, and we were talking, how do we find Teen Reach? Yeah, let's do that first. Um, Teen Reach, their website is teenreach.us. Okay. So that's where you can find out about the event. They're, they're also live as far as tickets for the Hornets game right now, so you can get those there. Um, and with All Things Possible, it's uh, allthingspossible.org, and that's how you can find out about tickets for this event. Yeah, it's March twenty eighth. So the Teen Reach thing is April 5th, and the um, All Things Possible, an, an intimate evening with Tommy DiCarlo, is March 28th. Okay, so things that are coming up that yes. people can do. And then if they want to find more about you... Well, they can find out me from theofficialdreammaker.com. It's just officialdreammaker.com. Okay. Um, so that's pretty easy to pull up. Yeah, so you really took that name and you're just running with I it. I am, you know. It, 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 my, my kids say, you're a grown man with a nickname. <laughs> but, but that nickname is, has helped me get in front of the right people to, to do what I'm doing right now. Well, and if you're using it for good. I, I am I, using I, it for good. Right, yeah, let's support it all the way. Well, thank you so much, Terry, thank for coming you, on today. It's really nice to meet you. Um, do you know someone else like Terry who is doing good in our community? Let me know. 
Tell me about someone or a nonprofit organization that should be heard on Do Good Charlotte. Reach out to me, Pamela Escobar, on social media. I'm Reporter Pam on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or go to the Queen City Podcast Network page and fill out the contact form for Do Good Charlotte. There's good all around us. Let's hear about it. I'm Pamela Escobar. Thanks for listening to Do Good Charlotte on the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. <laughs>